What up, what up, what's going on everybody? This is your host, Dom Lewis of the Philly Sports 444 Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. Appreciate you guys as always. As always, I'd like to start the podcast by thanking you and telling us that you can follow us on Twitter at 444 Podcast, on Facebook at 444 Podcast. Um, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Podcast, Spotify, and you can subscribe on the Anchor app, which is the uh, entity that powers this podcast. So thank you, Anchor. We appreciate you guys for giving us a platform. And um, yeah, welcome in, guys. This is episode 16 of the podcast. So before I even start, you know, rambling about the Eagles and the Sixers and the Flyers, um, I can't even believe there are 16 episodes of this podcast. So um, for everyone who's ever listened to an episode of the podcast that's ever subscribed, whatever, I just want to thank you guys. I do appreciate it. And it's not going um, for gr- from... I don't take it for granted. So thank you very much. So um, let's just... Well, today I want to talk about a couple of things. Um, talk about the Eagles and their um, win over the Jacksonville Jaguars in London. I want to talk about... Uh, their acquisition at the trade line for uh, acquiring Golden Tate and uh, how I think it's uh, going to improve this offense. And we're going to talk about uh, the Eagles going forward. They got their next, they're on a bye week this week, so it's all good. We got a chance to get some guys healthy, rest up, and uh, we got a chance to get ready for Dallas on Sunday Night Football, which is going to be a big game for this team. Um, And I also want to talk about what is wrong with the Sixers? Uh, what I think is wrong with the Sixers. Because um, honestly, to me, uh, they're not a good team right now. And they're, they're not playing good basketball. They got all, you know, they have two of the most talented players uh, in the league right now. Uh, two guys that'll probably, you know, be all timers when it's all said and done. And they can't get anything done. Um they just, they're a bad team right now to me. They're not a bad team, they're just an average team. So I'll talk about the Sixers and I'll talk about how much the Flyers stink. <laughs> um, I won't spend too much time on it. You know, I don't want to just rag on them how much they stink. But something has to happen with the Flyers. Um, I don't know if they need a coaching change or what. I don't know if the players aren't buying in anymore. I'm not sure what's going on. Um... But now they're just—I feel like they're just losing for the sake of losing, um, and it's just—it's just abysmal. Like right now, they're playing a game. It's currently—it's um, October thirty-first. It's twelve twenty-three a.m. Um, so it is—it is pretty late. I know they're playing the um, the Ducks right now, and I think the last time I looked at the game, they had the lead. But besides that, they—they're playing. They're just playing bad, and. Um, they're abysmal. They're not even a team that you would even desire to see. So um, I'll even I'll even go as far as talking about how last week was just probably the worst week that we had as Philadelphia sports fans in a long time, um, with all of our teams losing um, until Saturday night. Uh, that's when the Sixers won against um, Charlotte, and they squeaked out a win. So it was it was a bad week last week. Um, for Sixers sports, I mean, for Sixers, excuse me, 
for Philadelphia sports in general. And, um, yeah, I want to talk about what's wrong with these teams. Um, I mean, the only team that right now has, looks like they have some fight in them is the Eagles. And I got off, I was, I was livid last week. I'm still sore about that loss, but, you know, winning cures a lot of ills. And I'm glad that they were able to win against the Jacksonville Jaguars and get back to 500. But they got a steep hill to climb in order to uh, try to make a playoff run this year. So we'll talk about the Eagles. We'll talk about the Sixers. We'll talk about the Flyers. And as always, I like to end the podcast by giving out some shout outs to some special folks and some people doing some great things. Um, Yeah, so I always like to shed some positivity at the end. Just let, you know, people know that we appreciate them. And we see what they're doing out there. So I'm um, going to take a short break. I'll be back in a moment. I'll be talking about the Eagles. This is the Philly Sports 444 Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Philly Sports 444 Podcast. I'm your host, Don Lewis. Thank you guys for tuning in. Appreciate you guys. Um, so let's talk about the Eagles and their big win on Sunday against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And a 9-30 start. Um, that was different. <laughs> it, this is, it, it, you know, it's weird. It's kind of like, I don't want to say throw off my entire day because, you know, it didn't. But it just was kind of a weird thing not having Eagles football at 1 o'clock having it at 9.30 in the morning. Um, I actually was doing my radio show at 10 o'clock, so I was doing the radio show while the game was on. I couldn't even watch the game, though, because I was doing the show. So, um, but I did listen to it on the way home, and by the time I, I think by the time I got home, the game was over. So, um, it was, it was just different. It was different, but, you know, you know, I kind of enjoyed it. I kind of enjoyed having it at that time frame, and um, kind of getting it, you know, done and over with. So the rest of my day was like stress-free. <laughs> so um, Eagles, they played the Jaguars. They won 24-18. Um, Carson Wentz had a rough start, uh, but he did have end up having a solid game. Uh, 21 for 30, three touchdowns. Um, I think, you know, he did, he did throw one interception and um, there was... Did he fumble the ball? I think he might have fumbled the ball once. Um, so that's something he needs to clean up. He needs to clean up the, uh, not so much the interceptions, because he actually has been pretty good on that this year, but the fumbles, he has to clean that up. Um, but I trust that he will. I, I, You know what? It's, you know, as much as we've criticized players over these years, um, being Philadelphia fans and just being so starved for, like, championships and, you know, winning, um, you know, we, I feel like we've never had a player, um, that we could rely on that, that we know would actually like take criticism, you know, and take it positively and actually like, you know, work on their game, work on their craft. And I think Carson Wentz is that kind of guy. So I can appreciate him, you know, uh, like, cause I think he heard the criticism last week as far as not getting it done in the fourth quarter against the uh, Carolina Panthers. And um, I think he took that, you know, I think he took heed 
to what was being said. And I think that this week he kind of had a different tune. Like he knew that he had to finish the game. And um, I, I can appreciate that. And I think the defense did the same thing. So, I mean, like I can talk about, you know, how good or bad I felt the defense played, how good or bad I felt the team played in general, but the team won. So there's no use of me actually actually uh, ragging on them or actually, you know, um, getting on their case about anything. Um, I mean, there are things that need to be cleaned up, yes. Um, do I think the defense need to clean up some things? Yes. Um, I don't like the bend, bend don't break philosophy. Um, I want my team to stomp teams out. I felt like they should have dominated. I think they, I think they still have some points out on the field. Um, cause I think they were just a way better team than Jacksonville. But at the end of the day, like I said, they won the game. So I can't be too mad, you know, too, you know, I, I just can't be upset. You know, they won the game, you know, at the end of the day and I can, I want to win. So I, a win is a win is a win, as I always say. Um, and there are things that need to be cleaned up, and I think they'll go back to the drawing board. And like I said, I think Carson knows that he has a, a bit of a problem with fumbling the football, and I I know that he'll clean it up. So that's one thing I can say about him. I know that he can he'll work on his game. So he had a good game. He had a Dallas Goddard had a monster touchdown catch, which was great. Uh, he threw another touchdown to Zach Ertz and then Smallwood. You know what? You know, as much criticism as, like, Smallwood takes, he does come up big in a lot of spots. So I, I can appreciate that. Um, so big shout-out to him for uh, scoring that TD that he did um, and just being solid. Um, but I want to say something about the running backs. Um, you know, we'll talk about, you know, there was a lot of talk leading up to the um, trade deadline, it was a lot of people that believed that the Eagles needed a running back. And I wasn't of the same belief. Um, not because I don't want a running back or not because I don't believe that the Eagles could have used a running back. But what I see out of the Eagles is that they're a running back by committee team. And they're not going to have a, um, a bell cow running back. They're just not. That's not how they play. That's not their style of play. They're not going to have a Zeke Elliott or Saquon Barkley or Adrian Peterson or anybody like that. They're not going to have a Le'Veon Bell type of running back. They're just not. They're not going to have a Ty Gurley type of running back. They are a team that relies on running back by committee. And I've seen it before with the Eagles. I've seen it. I remember when it was a Deuce Daly, Carl Buckhalter, Brian Westbrook running back by committee. And it worked for the Eagles. It, that, that, it, it, it happened to work. And those players were all solid players. I mean, you know, Brian Westbrook was a great player. So, um, I just think that, I think that the right decision was made not to acquire a running back. You know, as bad as, you know, we've all, we all wanted a running, excuse me, all wanted a running back. As bad as, you know, not we all, but most Eagles fans wanted a running back. I believe that the Eagles made the right decision by not acquiring a running back. And, um. I believe it works out for them at the end. I think that each week there will be another some running back on the team that gets hot. So this week was Josh Adams' week. He got hot this week. He was, you know, the guy that gained the tough yards this week. Last week or the week before was Wendell Smallwood. 
Um, and then, you you know, it'll be another game where it'll be Corey Clement. He'll be the, the bell cow running back that game. But there's always, it, it's different. It's going to be a week every single week where one of the running backs gets high. And now we got uh, Sproles coming back. Uh, I saw some, um, I saw a tweet by Seth Joyner on Twitter. Of course, on Twitter. But uh, he said that he, he really believes that um, the Eagles were saving Sproles for the second half of this season. You know, and I kind of believe him. I, I you know. Kind of because it's kind of weird, like you know, he just kept saying, like, oh, uh, Sproles is week to week, and you know, we, we didn't hear too much. All we kept hearing was that he wasn't practicing, but I think that he'll be ready come the Dallas game, and um, he'll be ready for the second half of the season. So, um, so you know, we'll be back up to four running backs. So, I think the bye week is coming at the perfect time, we need to get healthy. Um, Lane Johnson is going to be out for a month, but I think that by the time we'll be up to speed by the time the Dallas game comes around. Um, and I think Peters will, Peters will, he'll push through. It'll be just, we can, we can make this work. You know, I think that the Eagles, um, as long as they play consistent and they run the football, they can actually, they can, they can overcome the injuries. Um, you look at the games where they, they let leads slip or, you know, the games where they um, they lost, like, at the last minute or whatever it may have you. Um, there was some type of mental lapse in every single one of those games. Um, not, not the Tampa Bay game, um, but more so the Titans game and the Carolina game. Each of those games, there was some, served some type of mental lapse or some type of conservatism where... Um, Eagles end up losing because they didn't keep their foot on the gas. And you saw the difference this week when they played Jacksonville. They kept their foot on the gas and they ended up winning the game. So the Eagles have to play. They have to play that. that, that that's the only way they win. They when, they when they're aggressive and they're not conservative, they win games. And being aggressive means to not necessarily throw it on the field all the time or, you know, go for and forth down all the time. But it just means that being like running the football, that would be the first thing. Running the football and not playing conservative defense, but playing aggressive defense. Um, now, sometimes you just get beat, yes. But when it comes down to it, the nitty gritty, when the Eagles have played aggressive defense, they've won. Um, when they play passive, when they play conservative defense, they lose. You saw it with the Titans game. You saw it with the Bucks game. You saw it with the Carolina game. Those are the games where they've lost, where they were conservative. So, um, and I mean, uh, losing to the Vikings, they just lost that game. It just was, they got out coached that game. So, hey, you got to chalk one up. But Schwartz has got to, he's got to be more aggressive. He has to continue to be aggressive, I should say. Doug has to continue to be aggressive as well. And I, I, I know that, you know, he relies a lot on his assistant coaches. But I feel like, hey, at some point, you got to take the reins, Doug, and you cannot put it in their hands and you be the guy, the head coach. You got to be the guy and you got to just, you know what, we're doing this. I'm sticking to it because that's how you become who you become. Like people call you BBD and, you know, all of that stuff. But you got to stay aggressive, man. And I, I just wish that they would get that through their heads. Like when they're aggressive, they win games. 
Um, and that's how that's the reputation of this team now, and that's who they should continue to be. So, um, regardless if you know people are injured or regardless or of how the game is going overall, um, if things haven't worked for you like early on in the game, when you're aggressive, you win. Just don't be passive, man. So I think that's how they were able to win the Jacksonville game this week. Um, and plus, Blake Bortles stinks, but I don't I don't want to just rely on him just being Blake Bortles who stinks. I think that the Eagles found a way to win and they won the game. So good win for the Eagles on Sunday. They're into their bye week now. Um, and Carson is playing some great football um, overall. Like, People have talked about, oh, he's still shaking off rust. You know, I don't know if I necessarily believe that. I I think he's just playing good football, to be honest with you. I think that his numbers show that he's playing good football. And he's just playing good football. If you look at his overall performance and how he's playing every single game, he's not it's not MVP performance because he was on scoring a lot of points. That's that's what that's what the issue is. Like people are blaming Carson for certain things, and it's really not his fault, but because he's a quarterback, he has to get blamed, and I get it, but if you look up, look at his overall body of work, he actually has better numbers than he did last year, and last year, he was the he was the MVP before he got hurt, so um, I believe that he is playing some good ball right now, I believe that um, the Eagles are, I know the record is 4-4, four and four and I know the I know the rule is like the you are what your record says you are, but the Eagles are definitely a better team than being four and four. Like I look at their these games that they've lost, and I look at like I I, I keep saying it, these games they lost they've lost like by these mental lapses, and two or three plays they've lost out of two or three plays of the game they that's how they lost the game. So if they can just continue to be the aggressor, they really should be like a six and two team. You know, five and three at worst, but they're four and four, and the record is what they say, what it is. Now, that's why I'm saying this second half of the season, you have to really show and prove. Like, look, this is really who we are, and this is really what we're what we do to teams. So, I believe that they will, though. I believe that they will show who they are as far as being the aggressor. Um, I think that begins with the Dallas game, and we're playing at home. It's Sunday night football. It'll be crazy in there. And we got Golden Tate now, which is great because I believe that Golden Tate opens up the offense. Um, not in the sense of uh, just going downfield, but it allows us to, not just going downfield, but it allows us to spread out. And it allows us to, um, I think the run game will actually um, increase now that we have Golden Tate because it'll allow us, it'll allow, it'll keep defenses honest. So I'm happy about that. And not for nothing, but Golden Tate's a good player. So he's a solid player, and I know he's going into free agency. This is the last year of his deal. He's going to be looking for a big deal in free agency, and I don't know how likely it is that we'll re-sign him. Uh, I'm guessing that we won't. But, hey, look, we'll get him. But we got him while we got him. And I really hope that um, this propels us into a division title. Um, and that's all I can ask for at this point. I can't ask for the Eagles to go 11 and five or anything like that. I just right now I just want them to take care of business with these division teams and win the division. That's all I want at this point. I think that we're still the best team in the division, 
regardless of what our record says, I, I believe that the Eagles are outright the better team than all these teams. Better than the Redskins, definitely better than the Cowboys, and better than the Giants. So, um, the addition of Golden Tate is definitely a plus. I got to give Howie a lot of credit and that front office a lot of credit because not only did they get him for a third-round pick, but if he ends up walking after the season is over, they'll basically get the pick back in 2020. So, um, basically, they got him for... They, I don't want to say they got him for nothing, but they really get a lot back if they if he walks. So, or they'll get back what they gave up if he walks. So, I appreciate that, and I appreciate Howie for making that work. And... Hey, I, he's ready to play here. You know, he sent out some tweets and he took a picture in his New Jersey. And I'm glad, man. I'm glad. I mean, you know, he knows what this city is about already. He knows that it's a blue-collar city. He's a he's a Steve Smith type of player. I saw that comparison earlier today on Twitter. And I have, I can agree with that. I mean, he's a you know smaller guy, real scrappy dude, though. Can catch and can run after the catch and, you know, make, make yardage, you know, build yardage on the uh, on the offense. So, um, I'm ready for him to play. I'm ready for him to play. I'm ready for this team to, uh, for the offense to open up and not be how we were last year, but to kind of get to that point, like be the aggressor on offense where we can build leads and let our defense play with their, you know, ears pinned back and just go after the quarterback. So, and shut these teams down. I'm, I'm just ready for I'm ready for that style of play again because I know the Eagles can do it. So I heard some things about Jernigan. He might be coming back after the bye. Um, I know we still got Sidney Jones out. Still suffering with some injuries. But I think that the bye week, I said, coming at a great time. And I'm ready to see what happens after the bye. So we got a tough hill to climb. Um, We got Dallas next, like I said. And then... We got five division games out of the last remaining eight games are five division games. So the Eagles need to take care of business and got some tough games against the Saints, uh, the Rams, the Texans. And Eagles got to do what they got to do, man. They got to show and prove at this point. So there is no more feeling sorry. There is no more blaming it on injuries. There is no more. There's none of that. They can't have these mental lapses in the second half of the season. They just got to show and prove, man. They got to show why they're the champs, honestly. And I believe that they can. So I'm ready for it. I'm here for it. I'm going to enjoy this bye week because I need <laughs> I need the rest from the team. I do. I need the rest from this team. This team is it's put me through it in the first eight games of the season. So I need the rest. I need them to take a rest. And I just need to get away from Eagles football for a second. I just need to get away so I can ramp it back up next week. Because next week's a big week. It's Cowboys week. So, I'm going to step away. I'm going to take a rest. I'm going to be watching these Sixers, watching these Flyers, complaining about them. But, um, just waiting for my Eagles to come back. So, I'm ready. I want to know you guys' thoughts as well, like on Twitter, after the podcast is posted and up and, you know, after you guys listen. I want to know what you guys think about the Eagles. I want to know what you guys think about, you know, the second half of the season coming up and what we need to do in order to propel ourselves into a division title and going into the playoffs. So I want to know what you guys think. And um, overall, like I said, I, be- I believe that the Eagles really can win the division. Um, I'm not going to outright say they're definitely going to win the division, but I believe that they can win. 
I believe that the Redskins aren't as good as the record says they are. Um, I've watched a lot of their games this year, and they really aren't like a great team. They're just like a kind of middling, middle of the road average team. Had some good wins against, well, one good win against Carolina, another one against Green Bay, but had some bad losses too. Lost against the Colts, uh, 21 to 9. And the Colts really aren't that good. Um, they lost a really bad one against the Saints as well. Um, so I, I look at I look at the Redskins and I'm just like, they got an easy schedule. <laughs> That's how I look at it. They got an easy schedule. Um, they really play some sorry teams, I guess you could say. They played the Giants this past weekend. And the Giants were hanging in that game. The Giants were actually, I'm not going to say they were going to win that game. The Giants just are just a terrible team. Honestly, they're just they're just awful. So, but if the Giants were any good, if they were any type of good, they would have pulled that game out. They would have probably won that game. But like I said, the Giants just aren't a good team. Uh, the Redskins, to me, they're just an average team. And time will tell with them. Honestly, like they play, uh, I forget who they play this week coming up. But I got I did like a. I did a tally of the remaining schedule. The remaining, what? What, are they, five and two right now? So that means, what, they got nine games left? Yeah, they got nine games left. I think I did a, a comparison how I felt like they would go down the stretch. And I, got, I did, like, I think I ended up, they would go four and five. And four and five gives them a nine and seven record. So, to me, they're just an average team. They really are. Um... And I really believe that the Eagles are better than him. I believe the Eagles are better than the Cowboys. I, I don't even compare myself to the Cowboys anymore. I really don't. Like, you know, I was having a conversation with my man Tony earlier. And <laughs> I I had to tell him I don't even want to make the conversation about the Cowboys because I don't even, I don't, they're not on our level. So I don't feel like, you know, to make comparison to them, it's just, they're, they're not irrelevant to me because they're in a division. But... They're just not on the same level. Like, they're a step above the Giants to me. So, that's really what it is to me. I mean, right now, I'm focusing on who the division winner is, who the division leader is, and how we need to overcome them in order to win the division. So, um, I really believe that Eagles are the best team outright. But they got to show and prove it. They really do. It's, no one's going to give it to them. People are going to be gunning for them even more now because they know that the Eagles are probably getting hot. And that's what they don't want. <laughs> so, um, yeah, man, we're going we're to see. We're going to see the second part of the season is going to be really, really a roller coaster ride, I think. And um, they got to show and prove that they are who they say they are. Um, I believe they will, though. I believe they will. I believe that they will have some some big wins. Um, and I believe, listen. All in all, man, they just got to play hard. Like, they got to play hard. They can't be stupid. Like, if a team is better than you, a team is just better than you. Like, if the Rams are better than you, they're just better than you. The Saints are better than you, they're just better than you. But I, I just don't want them to do what they did in that Carolina game or do what they did when when they played the uh, Titans. Like, don't be that team. 
be like play hard and if you lose if you lose the game because the other team is better than you then that's just what it is but I just I don't believe that that Titans game and that Carolina game, I don't believe it's who the Eagles are I believe that they're better than that so I'm looking forward to seeing that they're better than that for the second half of the season um so yeah we're going to see um addition to Golden Tate is going to be good and Carson's going to be even more in his groove and I think the defense the defense knows that, you know, a lot is on their shoulders and they got to come and perform every week. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I'm going to take another short break. I appreciate you guys for listening. This is Dom Lewis in the Philly Sports 444 Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. It's Philly Sports 444 Podcast. I'm your host, Don Lewis. Thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate you guys um, for listening, subscribing, tweeting, emailing, all of that stuff. I appreciate you guys following us on Facebook, everything. Um, and if you haven't done so, please do so. Um, follow us on Facebook, Twitter. Um, you can email us, 444podcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to the podcast iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, and Anchor. Um, so, yeah, I was just talking about the Eagles, and I was talking about how um, the win was a good win. Um, there are some things I wish that the Eagles would have done more of, and I wish they would have dominated the game, um, but they didn't. They they, they got a win, and that's all I can really ask for at the end of the day. Um, Carson had a solid day, and um, Eagles escaped with a win. They went over there and took care of business. And, you know, not for nothing, but Eagles didn't go over there and have their players arrested for not paying a bar tab. Um, <laughs> I just think that that just shows you the difference in, in the two teams. Um, and it's not even just um, the players, but it's just the overall organizations, um, the differences, like, Eagles went over there and it was a it was a business trip. And that's exactly what they said. That's exactly what you heard Doug say. You heard Carson say. Like heard Zach Ertz say it. Like it was a business trip when they went there. And you gotta respect that because it was a team that knew, hey, look, I get it, we're in a new place, but we're here to take care of business. And that shows you what winning teams and championship caliber teams do. Um, and the Jaguars I'm not going to say they're not about that, but it shows you with those four players skipping out in the bar tab. And I get it. There was some misunderstanding where they thought everything was comped and whatever. You still got to pay it. You still got to pay the tip, though. And, like, the fact that they were, you know, they allowed it to escalate like that, um, that just, that that's not good. That's not good. Um, that's not a good look for the organization. So, um... I don't know what happened with their team as far as like individual players getting um, fined and stuff, but I mean they should have been disciplined by the team as well, and they probably were. So, um, but moving forward, um, Eagles got the win, and I look at that and I look at how they put out a tough win um, when their backs were against the wall, and you know I don't see the same thing from the Sixers. I don't see the same thing. Like, I see the Sixers right now as a middling, middle-of-the-road 
team. They haven't beaten anyone that was good, that has been good this season. They've beaten all scrub teams. Like, and even with those teams, they've struggled sometimes. Like, struggling against Charlotte. Charlotte, they stink. And the fact that they struggled, it was just... I didn't even watch the game. I couldn't watch it. Like, I can't watch bad basketball. Um, I get it. Like, okay, when they opened the season, they played Boston. Boston's just a better team. I get it. Um, so I watched that game because, of course, it was a season opener, and I wanted to see how our team improved. And I saw that, hey, we got a long way to go. Okay, fine. So we win our next two games, which is cool. Great. You win against these Chicago Bulls. You blow them out. Great. And then you win your next game. Cool. Uh, then you go to Detroit. And um, I get it. Detroit was a one-point favorite at, uh, eventually. But um, they went in there and they bungled it at the last minute. Like, they had so many opportunities to win the game. And they lo- they just let it. They just lost the game. Like, they just let it slip out of their hands so many times to the point where they deserve to lose the game. And it's just, that's what a losing team does. Um, so they lost to the trick and fine. They lost the next night against Milwaukee. Milwaukee was, you know, it's the second night of a back-to-back and you're away. I get it. Okay, you're not, you know, I expect you to go one and one but okay, 0-2, fine. It's early in the season. I'll, I'll even give you that. So, you write the ship by winning against Charlotte. Fine. Um, and then you play... Um, who's the next game? Play Charlotte. Yeah. And then you play... Who else did they play last night? I don't know. Whatever. Last night, they won the game. Yeah, they won the game. Ben Simmons had close to triple-double and he didn't have it. But um, they come out tonight against... Um, Toronto, and I get it. Toronto was favored to win that game, but they have a problem, man. One, they just don't play defense. They they just their defense is just god awful. They don't have a half court offense. It's just non-existent. They can't go to anyone for a shot besides JJ Reddick, and they just can't shoot. Like, this team cannot shoot to save their life. Like, I have never seen it where they will have, where a team will have the two best players every single night and just be a middling, middle-of-the-road team. That's exactly what they are. Like, it's it's so frustrating for me. Like, it's my, it's not even mind-boggling, it's just absolutely frustrating. And... You know, my man Earn, he, you know, he always gets on Brett Brown. He kept saying, he always saying that Brett Brown's not a good coach. And I get it. Like, he doesn't like the man. I understand. I'm not going as far as saying the man's a bad coach. But this team, quote unquote, went star hunting. And they said they were star developing. And right now, I don't see anything on this team right now that assures me that they are a, a quality team in the East. I don't like going into this season. I believe that they were the second best team in the East, third best maybe. You know, I believe they were they were top two, three team in the East. Right now, to me, 
they might be a bottom three team in the playoff race, like a six, seven, eight team. I, I can't trust the Sixers right now. I can't trust them. Like, I can't trust the coaching. I can't trust Embiid. I can't trust Ben Simmons. I can't trust Fultz. I can't trust anything about the team. I can't trust them. Like, they don't play. They don't play basketball. They don't play winning basketball to me. Um, like some nights, yeah, they're hot. Other nights, it's just like they stink. And you know, that just shows you, like, yo, maybe they're still trying to find themselves. I get it, but like, they haven't assured me that they are a team that can compete with the big dogs yet. They're just not that team. As much as we talk about them, as much as we love them, we love Ben, we love Joel Embiid. We love the team. Like, we love the quote-unquote, like, people love the process and they love their whole, listen, man, I'm over that. I'm over it. Like, I'm, right now, I need to see the team winning and I don't see it. And even when they win, like, it just, I don't even, I'm not even satisfied when they win because, you know what, they're beating the team that they should be. They're not showing me anything to the point where, to the teams that are, that are the big dogs. They're not showing me anything. Like, they're acting like they're still a young team. Like, this is, this is getting out of hand now for me. Like, I, I'm over this. Like, you got to, something has to change. Brett got to do something. Somebody got to do something on the team. They got to do something. Like, and I, I know it's too early to panic. Like, it's only October 31st. I get it. But, like, yo, I, I, I'm, I don't trust the team. I don't. And I love the team, but I don't trust them. Like, I don't, I don't believe in them right now. I'm going to watch them. Yes, I'm a fan. I'm going to watch them. I didn't watch tonight's game because I just knew I knew it was going to – I just knew they were going to do well tonight. Second night of a back-to-back, and they were playing Toronto. And Kawhi was back. Kawhi didn't play last night, but he played tonight. Um, I just knew they weren't going to have a good game tonight. But I, I'm frustrated with the team, man. I'm frustrated with them. Like, I am so – like they, they should be better than this and they're not that's that's what's so frustrating to me like they should be better than this and they're not better than this like they are what they are they really are what the record says they are like they that's who they are right now and i get it it's early i keep i know i keep saying it it's early because like i look at the other teams in the league right now and there's some teams that are not playing well either like i mean there are some top teams that are not playing well and there are some, like, teams that are just, like, still trying to find their way. I know the Rockets aren't playing well right now. I know the Lakers, they got like they just got LeBron. They're still trying to gel together, though. Like, that's a brand-new team out there. You know, I know some teams are playing out of their mind right now. But, like, this is – the Sixers, they don't instill any confidence in me. Like, Ben Simmons can have all the triple doubles that he wants. Like, <sighs> he got to start producing something on the offensive end. He has to. I think he's a. I think he's becoming a good defensive player, and he is a person that will stuff the stat sheet. He will get you triple doubles, and it's awesome. It's awesome to see like a player be so efficient every single night. But you know the fact that he is not producing anything on the offensive end, it just it it bugs me, man. It bugs me so much. I'm not even the guy to tell him. Say, like, yo, he got to shoot jumpers. I'm not even saying that. Yes, I would love him to shoot some jumpers. I would love him to actually develop that that 15-footer, 12-footer. I would love that. 
I would love for him to be that player, you know, to make defenders back up off of him. He respect the jumper because if they don't respect it, he'll, you know, he'll pull up in their face and like, you know, it's no problem. Or he can just go to the rack. Like, I would love for him to be that player. And he, and for all intents and purposes, I still think he's a good player in this league. He is a good player in the league right now. To me, he's going to be an all-star this year. I know it. But I'm just frustrated because I, I said it I said it last week. I said, yo, he has to he has to start producing something on the offensive, and he has to. I know I don't need him to shoot a jumper. I'm not even saying that. But last night, it was refreshing to have him score 21 points. Like, he should be doing that every night, though. And then it's just, you know, it's a problem where, it's a problem when Ben Simmons has a triple-double and Bede has 30. JJ is giving you 20 to 30 points and the Sixers still lose. There's a problem there. There's something wrong there. My guess, my first guess would automatically be the defense. Like, okay, what's wrong with the defense? My second guess would be like, okay, who else do you have producing on the team offensively? I'm not even one to rag on Mark Helfels. I think I've, I've been telling people he is still young. He is 20. Like, he is playing his, you know, he only played about 20 NBA games his entire career. You know, after being hurt last year, he's only played about 20 games total. 20 to 25 games. He's still developing. He's still technically a rookie. I'm so offended, though. Like, I'm so, like, I'm not going to say I'm offended. I'm offended by the team. Yes, I am offended. But I'm just so, like, like confused at times. Like, why is this happening? Like, what is wrong with you guys that you're, you guys just aren't, like, producing? You aren't, you're not running over teams. You're not. You're not, you're, you're playing like crap sometimes. Like, I mean, I get it. There are other times where you're like, you're playing great. And I'm like, everything is on. I can't rely on J.J. Reddick scoring 30 points tonight. I can't rely on Joel Embiid getting 30 every night. I can't rely on it. This It takes a total team effort, man. And I, I don't see it. No one else offensively is predicted. Dario Sarge, man. I like Dario. I do. I like him. I think he's a he is a stretch four. You know, for all intents and purposes, he's a stretch four. He's having a bad year so far. And you can say it's because he plays overseas. You can look, man. He's just not that athletic when it comes down to it. Like, he can't compete with the likes of Boston. And can't compete with the likes of Toronto. And even uh, Detroit. I was so like... You're getting... <sighs> He's he just having a bad year. He's just having a bad year, man. I mean, you know, maybe this is just him, though. You know? Maybe this is who he always is going to be. Like, But it's frustrating because you don't have the production out of that position that you need. It's, it's frustrating. And he's still trying to develop faults. And, you know, it's a lot going on, man. A lot going on with this team. And they don't have... it. You know, they tried to tell us, I guess. They, they tried to tell us. Like, they tried to temper our expectations and all that. So, I get it. They, they did. And it's my fault for believing that the team was better than what they are. 
It was my fault for it was my fault for believing that. Cause I believed it. So you know, hey, I had no one to blame but myself. At the end of the day. Shouldn't be mad at Brett Brown. Shouldn't be mad at Joel Embiid. Shouldn't be mad at Ben Simmons. Shouldn't be mad at Fultz. Shouldn't be mad at um, anybody on the team. Shouldn't be mad at JJ Reddick. I shouldn't be mad at anybody because this is they, they told us already. Temper our expectations. But if you're telling us to temper our expectations, if you can't get this team over the hump, and I know Ern's going to be happy that I'm saying this, if you can't get this team over the hump, if you can't push this team to the next level, then Brett Brown, you got to go. You got to go because, like, it is not going to be too much longer where we'll have this much cap space and we'll have these players at this age and we'll have this team in this position. It won't be too much longer. And the sad thing is, if Brett Brown really is the problem, he's not going to go. They're not going to fire him. They just read him up. And, you know, the whole collaborative effort thing with him and Elton Brand and Josh Harris and whoever else is the ownership group, whoever. I, I'm i frustrated with the with the front office of this team. Like, thank God for, you know, um, Elton Brand, because if it was if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't like any of them. Um, I just I'm just I don't know, man, I'm just frustrated with the team. And like I said, maybe it's my fault for believing that they were more than what they are because Brett tried to temper our expectations. He warned us. He warned us, and I didn't. I didn't listen. I have no one with the blame. I have no one to blame but myself. At the end of the day. Um. But hey, I just. I don't know, man. I don't know what the, I, they gotta. They gotta. They gotta make a. They clearly have to make a move. They clearly got to get some type of shooter in here, some shooters. And I get it. Um, Wilson Chandler is not, he's still hurting. <sighs> he's not the answer. Like, I mean, he might give you some production off the bench, yes. And we're still waiting for Fultz to really develop and to be that, that score that we need. Because he's a scorer at the end of the day. He's a scorer. He's, a, he's someone who needs the ball in his hands. Um, but still, man, I, Brett... I, I got to put the blame on him right now. I mean, for the way this team is producing right now, or, you know, what they're not producing, the lack of, I got to put the blame on him right now. He has to answer the questions, like, what's going on with this team? Because um, they should be better than this, and they're not. And I don't know. I don't even know what the answers are. Answers are. Um in order to make this team better. I mean, I know they need some shooting, but it's early. You're not going to get any shooting right now. And I get it. Like, you know, last year, I know that they were like a 500 team before they added Bellinelli and um, Ilya Silva. But you're telling me just those two players made you, the team that you were last year made you a 52-win team? Like, come on, man. Come on, Brett Brown. Come on, Sixers. Like, this is ridiculous. I'm just, I'm just, I don't, I don't like what's going on. I don't, man. I'm, 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 I'm upset about it. I really am. I'm upset. So, um, they got to fix it, man. Like I, you know, 
I'm not saying the Eagles have it always fixed, man, but at least I kind of know, like, the direction that they're heading in. I know they're trying to make a run at it. They're trying to make a push. And I know it's early for the Sixers, man, but, like, you got to realize that there's a problem here and fix it. Like, that's what I'm saying. I'm not even saying, like, you got to make a trade right now. I'm not even saying that. I'm just saying there's a problem. It needs to be fixed. It needs to be corrected. And I think coaching is a big part of that. So we'll see what happens, man. I mean, I'm not impressed with the Sixers right now. I'm really not. And I'm just kind of... I love talking about them. I, You know, it's always something to talk about with the Sixers. I hate talking about the Fultz thing because I think that it's just a tired narrative at this point. Um, and I hate talking about the Firebird Brown thing. I think that's tired too. I'm looking for a solution. Like, okay, Firebird Brown, who do you want coaching the team then? That's what I always ask my man, Earn. I'm like, okay, Earn, if you want him fired, who do you want to replace him? There's no candidate out there right now to replace Brett Brown. And he got read up anyway. Like, so this it's not going to happen. And I don't I don't see a viable candidate out. And I would love to hear some feedback on this from anybody. Like you can tweet me, you can email me, right on the page, whatever. I would love to hear anyone who would like to say fire Brett Brown. Who do you have as his replacement? Don't say Mark Jackson. So, you know, I, I just, I, I don't, I, those, those two narratives to me are tired. I love talking about Sixers, but I hate those two things because it's like, that's just, you know, that's a miserable, you know, Philly fan type of narrative. Like, you know, quick to blame somebody, quick to blame the coach. Don't like, just look at the, look at the team, watch how they're playing and say, okay, they need to improve on this. They, they need more of this. They need more of that. Right now, I can tell you, they don't have a good half-court offense. And that's just Brett Brown's offense, maybe. But they don't have a half-court offense, uh, you know, or lack, you know, or, you know, a terrible at best. Um, and they are bad on the perimeter as far as their defense is concerned. Bad. Um, and any shooting. I can't, like I said, I can't trust that J.J. Redick is going to be lights out every single night. I can't trust it. He is an older player. He's 34 years old. So, I don't know, man. I don't know. Sixers got a lot. They got a long way to go. They got a lot to do. A lot to clean up. Um, and they're not a big dog right now. They're not a pup, but they're not a big dog. So, um... Talented team, not a good team. That's really what it comes down to. This is Dom Lewis, Philly Sports 444 Podcast. Uh, I'm going to take a short break, and I'll be back in a moment. I want to talk a little bit about the Flyers. I really don't have too much to say about the Flyers. I mean, they won tonight. So, um, yeah, tell you a little bit about the Flyers, and then um, we'll wrap up the podcast after that. So, um, this is Dom Lewis, Philly Sports 444 Podcast. I'll be back in a moment. Welcome back, everybody. Philly Sports 444 Podcast. I'm your host, Dom Lewis. Thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate it. So, um, I'm going to, um, well, I'll wrap up this last segment um, of the podcast 
I'll talk about the Flyers and the Phillies actually, because um, <clears throat> I I don't want to I can't say too much about the Phillies. I just want to say that they're basically um, favorites to land uh, Bryce Harper or Machado, and the way I see it, they have to. They got to land one of those guys, if not both of them. They got the money. Um, yeah, they have the money, and they have some talent on the team. And in order for them to make some type of noise, run, whatever you want to say, they need one of those guys. They need a superstar on this team. They cannot go any longer without um, having a guy. Like, a guy that's the guy, I should say. Um, And it's no disrespect to any other team in the league. Um, But... The Phillies need to acquire one of those guys. And they're the favorites, and they should do it. There shouldn't be a reason why they don't get him. Get one of the guys. I personally, I think I want Bryce Harper more than I want Machado. And that's probably because Machado had such a um, a bad performance in the World Series. Uh, by the way, Boston won another World Series. So they didn't win the championship this year as far as the uh, world champions of the National Football League, but they are the world champions of Major League Baseball. So, whether they don't get one championship, they get another. Whatever. Still, I'll always say 41-33. But I digress. Um, the Phillies need to acquire one of those guys. They need to. That's the only thing I really have to say on the Phillies. I mean, they're the favorites and they should get one of those guys. Period. Point blank. That's it. The Flyers, they won tonight against the uh, Anaheim Ducks 3-2. Uh, snap, uh, I think a four game skid. I mean, the Flyers, man. <sighs> what isn't the problem with this team? I, I think that's the first thing I'll come out and say. They're not a good offensive team, they're a bad defensive team. They're an average PowerPoint playing. They average on, you know, they're average as far as when it comes to PowerPoint, uh, play and everything. Um, their goaltending continues to be a problem. I just feel like they're just a team that they're just really an average team. And they were last week, they just were getting blanked. They were just getting stomped by everybody. I felt like, you know, I just felt like they were such a bad team last. They're just, I'm not gonna say they're a bad team. They're just an average team. That's all. Like they're just an average team. They're not going anywhere. Like, and they're losing to bad teams. They're like not they're not the same as the Sixers in the sense of, you know, losing to the big dog teams. They're losing to bad teams. The Flyers are even worse. Like, I don't know what the problem is there. I'm not a guy that always claims like that wants to, you know, the coach's head on a silver platter. I'm not that guy, but is he the problem? I need I need like some diehard serious hockey Flyers fans to tell me like is Hextall the problem? Is Hextall the problem? Do they need to get their players up here from AHL? Like, I, I don't understand. What is the problem with this team? Or should I say, what isn't the problem with this team? What can we do to at least try to fix it? Like, what can we do to at least stop the bleeding? Because right now, they're just a, they're just a team that's just kind of Going through the motions, I feel. 
the only game this year where they had like a good outing, I was like, yo, this team is going to be all right. Was the first game of the season when they played uh, Las Vegas. After that, it was just like they got blanked at home. And then they won an- another game. They won the game after that against, um, I forget who they played. I think Ottawa. But, like, I mean, they, overall, the Flyers stink. Like, they're awful. They're really an average team. Average to bad team. And it's, like, frustrating because it's, like, this has been the same trend for years with this team. Like, this year they were supposed to be on this, the uh, track of going to the playoffs and at least winning a round of the playoffs, getting to the second round. I don't know if that's going to happen. Now, you know, I know Flyers fanatics will tell me, yes, they'll definitely make the playoffs and they'll probably lose the first round game, first round playoffs. But is that enough? You know what that you know what that reminds me of? How the Sixers used to be when they had Andre Iguodala. They were the six, seven, eight seed all the time. They were going to get into the playoffs, but they weren't going to make any noise. And I, I know, you know, as Philly fans, as a Philadelphia fan, I'm tired of that mindset. That's why I enjoy so much when Eagles won the Super Bowl, and that's why I'm so fed. I was so fed up. Or I am fed up with being 4-4. Four and four. Like, I don't want to be 4-4 four and four because I believe that the team is so much better than that. That's why I'm so fed up with the Sixers right now. Like, these teams are better than that. They're better than that. Or at least I thought they were. With the Flyers, I don't know. I think the Flyers are who they are. My question is, how do we fix it? I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do at this point. I don't I don't know what to suggest. I mean, who do you trade for? I mean, I, I get it. I know JVR has been hurt since the beginning of the season. I get it. Can you continue to blame injury? Can't really do that. No one wants to hear that. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what to do. And... I'm not even, like I said, I'm not, the, I'm still learning the game. So I'm not even the biggest hockey guy, but from what I see, man, they're just a bad team. And um, I hope that they can do something to change that. I don't know if they got to call people up. I don't know if they got to make trades this year. I don't know what they have to do. But I'm hoping that they can do something to fix this. Someone has to be held accountable. You got to make some type of change in order to get to where you want to be. You have to. Because this, this current, what's, what's don't, what's, what they have right now, it doesn't work. It's not working. It's not going to work. So, we'll see. We'll see what the Flyers do. Um, I just know, I'm not even disappointed. I'm just like... I'm confused a little bit, and I'm just like, uh, I'm tired of this. That's how I feel. I'm tired of this. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel. I am tired of this because the fans of Philadelphia deserve better. Flyers fans deserve better than this. 
We've been waiting too long, man. We've been waiting too long. Like, you know, 2010, even though it was like not that long ago, it feels like it was an eternity ago. But it was so much fun. That ride was unexpected, but it was fun. And right now, I don't know, like, I don't know what they're going to do. What they should do, what they can do. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm just hoping that they, they do something in order to shake up, like, energize this team a little bit. This team is not, there's no oomph to the team. She's like, oh, the Flyers play tonight. That's how I feel when I hear about the Flyers playing. Actually, when I hear about the Flyers playing, I'm like, oh, who cares? And I should feel that way, man. Because the team is who they are. Like, I, I shouldn't feel that way. So, I don't know. Um, I'm hoping that they fix it, man. If the coach got to go, he got to go. If the GM got to go, he got to go. Like, I get it. Like, people love Hextall. You know, he's a you know flyer great. and that. People love him. But something has to happen to energize his team. I don't know what they need to do, but they need to not only fix it, but they need to revamp it. So I'm hoping that they do something, man. I really do. I hope that they, I hope that they, they know, first of all, not just hear the rumblings, but I hope that they know, like, there's something wrong. We got to do something to, to fix this. So do your job. Hacksaw, Hacksaw, get this team playing right, man. Do something. Do something because what you're doing right now isn't working. So that's all I got to say on the Flyers and the Phillies. I um, appreciate you guys for listening. Um, we'll come back. Uh, my last segment, I'm just going to wrap it up. Just some shout outs. And um, just tell you guys what uh, I got going on. So this is Dom Lewis, Philly Sports, 444 Podcast. I'll be back in a moment. Welcome back, everybody. Philly Sports 444 Podcast. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate you guys. Um, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at 444 Podcast. It's F-O-U-R, F-O-R, the number four podcast. You can email us at 444podcast at gmail.com. You can uh, follow us on Facebook at Philly Sports 444 Podcast, or you can type in at 444 Podcast on uh, Facebook and you'll find it. Um Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google uh, Podcasts, um, Spotify, and Anchor. Um, Anchor actually has all of our platforms listed, uh, all the ones that we're available on. So I think there's about seven or eight uh, platforms that we're available on. I, one called Pocket Cast. I've actually never used that app, but we're available on that as well. I'm trying to get um, the podcast on Stitcher. I know that's a big uh, platform that people use. Um, podcast app that people use, so I'm trying to get us on there. I don't know what the deal is, or what the holdup is, but they say that um, they're continuously researching and trying to get us on more platforms. So we'll see what happens with that. But I'm grateful for all the platforms that we are on, um, and that we actually have that uh, that Anchor has given us this platform in order to um, record a podcast and actually publish it out, and that we own all the material. So thank you, Anchor. 
um, for all your help and all your support and all that you do and for giving us this opportunity. Um, just want to give a couple of shout outs to some amazing businesses and people and organizations and groups doing great things. Um, first want to shout out, uh, cause I had recently talked to him today. Uh, Mr. Chris Banks and the Thanksgiving foundation organization. Um, I know they have, um, 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 a fundraiser coming up and, um, I will be supporting that. I don't, I cannot attend, but I will be donating and I will be supporting. So, um, Mr. Banks, I want to tell you, thank you. Uh, I'll tell you right here on the podcast. I'll tell you, thank you. Uh, and I also will send you an email, letting you know, but thank you for, uh, for the invitation and I will be, uh, supporting, uh, in some, uh, shape uh, or fashion or form. Um, also want to shout out Miss Jen Tompkins and, um, her college preparatory, uh, uh, thing that she has going on. I'm sorry. I don't know the actual name of it. I apologize to her, but, um, she does have, um, she does do like college prep, um, with, uh, high school kids and, uh, college admissions, um, information as far as how to get into college, what, what is needed for colleges. She has over 10 years of experience. So, um, I do have a flyer if anyone wants to know or wants her information. Um, if you just reach out to me on Twitter or reach out to me via email, I'll be glad to send you the information. I'm glad to forward the information to you. Um, so I really do uh, want to shout her out and tell her that she's doing some great things and that uh, we appreciate her for what she's doing. Um, also, I uh, want to shout out a couple of uh, youth organizations or youth uh, football organizations I know. I want to shout out the Northtown Youth Eagles, first of all, um, for what they're doing. I want to shout out the uh, Country Hawking Bears for what they're doing. Um, also want to shout out the uh, Taste Reaction Podcast. I always got to give them a shout out because they show so much love to this podcast. So I want to reciprocate the love and let them know that we appreciate them. Um, also want to shout out uh, Blazing Body Fitness um, and my man, um, Blaine Pierce, um, I've known Blaine for quite some time, and he's been helping a lot of people uh, transform their lives as far as health-wise. And I just want to shout him out. If I actually lived in Northside, I still I would take his classes, but I don't. So, um, you know, and it would be too much of a hassle to just try to leave the time I leave from working to try to even meet him for such a thing. But I know that he does personal training and he does have fitness classes that he offers during the week. So I want to shout him out. Also want to shout out Mr. Jerome Kendall and um, Kendall Services. He does a little bit of everything, honestly. He does a lot of, like, yard stuff, uh, yard, uh, and, like, junk removal and things of that sort. Um, I actually um, uh, contacted him the other day to do something. I asked him if he did it, and he was like, sure, like, just tell me where you live. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, it's not even for me, man. It's for, like, my, my grandparents. So uh, I just wanted him, uh, I just want to shout him out, let him know, uh, you know, we appreciate uh, the work that you do, man. And, um, you know, if anyone's, if anyone needs this type of services done in their yard or for their house, whatever it may be, um, he's your guy. So big shout out to him. Um, and it, like I said, if anyone wants a shout out on the podcast, as far as if you have a business, if you have an organization doing positive things, I am glad to shout you out. I do not mind. I would like to shed light on those doing positive things in their community and just for people, period. So anyone I can shout out, um, I will shout them out. And I just want to give you guys all credit. Shout out also to um, my lady, Brittany, and um, Bees Bundle Deals. 
I always had to shout her out because uh, her motto is never pay full price. And honestly, you'll never pay full price. I had um, posted a package that she was offering a few days ago on Facebook. And like, as soon as I posted the package, someone was like, yo, bring it to me right now. Um, it was a package just for some household items. It was Scott toilet paper, Scott paper towels, and some Tide um, detergent. Two bottles and one pack of um, Tide pods. And it was for $25. And I was able to deliver it for a $5 fee. So you never had to pay full price. You can get all your household items, anything, anything you want. And we'll deliver it to you. So, um, so shout out to her. Shout out to her for always uh, making deals with people and offering a service. Uh, same thing that Walmart offers, but charging a fraction of the price. So shout out to her. Um, and like I said, anyone who ever wants to shout out on the podcast, I don't mind. Um, I know this is something random that I, I started doing, but like I said, I just want to shed light um, on people doing positive things. And I, I believe in people, man. I, I really do. I know it's crazy as things may seem in this country. I believe in people, though. I, I do believe in people that do positive things. And I believe it'll come back to you. If you if you, if you put positivity out there, it'll come back to you. So, you know, shout out to all those folks. Shout out to my man, Clint Coley. He has a show in um, Philly on November the 25th. I don't want anyone to ever say that they didn't know Clint was going to be in Philly. Because if you're listening to the podcast... You should know he's going to be in Philly. He had a comedy show coming up in Philadelphia on November the 25th. Um, I know he's been all over. He's been all over the country touring. Um, he's been all over the country. So um, just to see him come back home and have a show here is, is, is great. I wish I could go. I'll be on vacation, though. So I will not be able to attend the show. Um, but if anyone wants to go, anyone wants to get in contact with him as far as tickets, I can put you in contact. Hit me up. Let me know. Um and um, yeah, I'll be glad to uh, assist you with that. And last but not least, I want to tell everyone out there, go vote. Just go vote. Listen, look, I don't care how bleak things may seem. I don't care what um, lies you've been fed or what things you've been fed in order to uh, to make you not believe that voting doesn't make a difference. I just want you to go vote. Like, just go vote, man. Go vote. That's all I can say to you. Like, you know, if if for nothing else, um, especially, you know, black folks, if for nothing else, um, we had to go vote just because so many people die for our right to vote. Um, and not just black folks, but women, too. Um, I, I know there were so, so many people that sacrificed their lives in order for, you know, I don't even want to get on the soapbox, but I'm just saying, like, some people sacrifice for the right to vote. So the least we can do is go vote. I know I'll be leaving work early that day just so I can go vote. I don't care how long I got to stay in line, whatever. Because I, 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 the last time I had to go vote, I missed it. So luckily it was like a, you know, I'm, well, I won't say luckily, but it was only a, um, it was, it was a primary. I think that's what I missed. Um, and it was like a local primary, but I made sure that I'm not going to miss this one. So this is midterm election. This is really, really big. And I just want people to go vote. Listen, you can be Republican, Democrat, independent. It does not matter. Go vote. Go vote. Go vote. Go vote. Go vote. Go vote. Please. Because if you if you don't go vote, you don't have a say. And don't complain about when things are going wrong or things are going haywire. And you see all this crap on the news that you don't like. Don't complain if you haven't voted. So go vote. Go vote. Go vote. So. 
that's all I want to say to people. Uh, I appreciate everyone for listening. I thank you all for all your subscriptions to the podcast and any kind of feedback you offer me. I thank you all. I appreciate it. It doesn't go um, unnoticed. And um, yeah, this is this is this is great. This is great. I'm glad that I, I have the opportunity to share these thoughts with you and to for you guys to listen. I appreciate that. So this is Dom Lewis signing off from the Philly Sports 444 podcast. Uh, I'll talk to you next time. Peace.